Hello everyone. Greetings from Shankar Netralaya. It's a pleasure to welcome you all to the 24th episode of Snippets. I am Dr. Isha Agarwal, Vitro Retina Fellow at Shankar Netralaya Chennai. I was fascinated seeing retina cases in OPD during my post-graduation days, like most of us do, and I was keen to pursue vitro retinal training. Many of us think what next after the VR fellowship? So what do we need to know regarding setting up of a vitro retinal practice? For that, today we have Dr. Pramod Bhende, Director, Shri Bhagwan Mahavir Vitro Retina Services, Shankar Netralaya, Chennai, to enlighten us about the pearls for setting up a proper vitro retina practice. Dr. Pramod Bhende is a teacher par excellence and a phenomenal surgeon who we all look up to. Let us hear from him the 10 pearls for setting up a basic vitro retina practice. Welcome to the podcast sir. Thank you very much Dr. Isha. Greetings to all the listeners. Thank you sir. To begin with, what do you feel is the very first step in setting up a vitro retinal practice? As we all know, a well begun is half done. Hence, a protocol based proper training in a diagnosis and management of vr diseases during fellowship and early career from established institute is the first step in the long way of a vr surgeon's career relatively vr surgeries are of long duration and patience is a prerequisite to be a successful vr surgeon and it is equally important to keep oneself updated with the current knowledge as a medical professional we are committed to lifelong learning attending academic meetings is a good option one can subscribe few select journals to keep yourself in touch with the current happening in your respective subspecialty right sir so how should one start as in should one begin initially with just an opd setup or directly setting a fully equipped advanced vitro retina setup a better idea depending upon the availability of finances and location one has to decide better to rent a place than buying as it would take away substantial amount of your budget considering your limitation especially at early stage of your practice it is always a good idea to start with opd practice for financial reasons and plan ot tie up with other institutes having good vr setup and When there is a sufficient patient base and affordability, one can slowly extend the practice to an advanced one with all investigation and surgical unit. Group practice is also a viable option. One must remember that VR is a still a referral practice, and I feel that sending the patients back to the referring ophthalmologist for follow-up and other anti-segment related issues. will help us build a good working relationship and mutual trust with them absolutely right sir so now can you please enumerate what are the basic equipments required for a vitro retinal opd setup well opd setup obviously like any ophthalmologist includes basic examination unit like slit lamps refraction units and vision charts being a vr practitioner indirect ophthalmoscopy with required lenses and slit lamp by microscopy are the must having a structural oct with fully equipped fundus photography unit and ultrasonography 
should suffice for managing most common vitreoretina cases. Later on, one can add on advanced equipment depending on the need and affordability. There are diagnostic centers available to help you for investigations if you do not want to invest in these equipments during your early stage of career. While we order investigation, it's a good idea to follow a need-based stepwise approach that will not only help patients in understanding the disease process but also help you to build the doctor-patient rapport. Laser photocoagulation is the most common treatment procedure performed by a retina surgeon. In early days, mobile laser unit, preferably a green laser, with slit lamp, LIO and endolaser attachments can take care of your OPD as well as surgical needs. Right, noted sir. In addition sir, when one plans a surgical vitro retina setup, what are the requisites to start with? Understand that we need relatively larger OT space to accommodate all our equipments when compared to anti-segment OTs. Also, with operating table, we need good operating microscope with a fundus viewing system, vitectomy machines and good sterilization system. There is a long list of other ancillary surgical instruments including laser and consumables. The choice depends on the training received, comfort and affordability. If one wishes to strike a balance between quality and cost, basic Indian version of instruments can be considered for initial investment. And let me assure you, they are quite good. If the manufacturer is also supplier for OPD equipments, one can opt for buying the whole unit. The advantage is, you may get some concession and probably better after sale service. The flip side is dependency on one supplier and issue related to monopoly. It is important to have OT planning and sterilization based on NA-based standards as accreditation is important these days. Please note, vitreoretina is a high investment practice, so invest judiciously. Please avoid huge personal loans. Invest in machine, softwares, wherein upgradation to advanced versions is available or feasible. After-sales service is a very important part. One need to see the track record of the company and distributor for servicing. Apart from company representative's word, opinion from your colleagues, seniors who have used the product concern should be considered before finalizing the purchase. That is quite a good piece of advice, sir. So now, since our equipments are done, sir, can you please guide us about the personal and the human resource management for our setup? The importance of this domain is being highlighted by the court. Financial resources may be the lifeblood of company, but human resources are the brains. When our financial resources are limited, investing in a good optometrist who can handle OPD investigations can be an asset. If trained adequately, the same person can be your reliable OT assistant. And it is important to have a good and efficient patient handling team who will take care of OPD management 
and take the patients through the process of surgery, scheduling, insurance and finances. Thank you sir for giving us clarity on the logistics of establishing a VR setup. But we all know how important building relationships with patients is. While dealing with patients sir, how should one counsel a patient for surgery? Well, we all know that visual outcome and rehabilitation following vitreoretina procedures may not be as good and as fast as with cataract surgery or refractive procedures. The surgeon has to be realistic and transparent with the patients as far as outcome is concerned. It is important to spend some time with them and make them understand the nature of the disease, prognosis and have realistic expectations. That's true sir. Now coming to a very significant aspect of any private setup. Sir, please enlighten us on how one should handle medical legal issues and what is the most efficient and methodical way of maintaining relevant documentation. Most of the time proper communication with the patient and his relatives and proper thorough documentation can avoid medical legal issues. One should remember that every case sheet is a medical legal document. Well-informed consent in a patient's vernacular language is important. One must keep in mind professional indemnity. Please take help of an experienced lawyer if needed. Right sir. So as a beginner, naturally we have a multitude of limitations. The biggest one being lack of experience. What do you suggest, sir, should be our approach when we get stuck in a certain case and feel the need for guidance? It is important to know your limitations, which includes personal skills and the available setup, especially in early stage of your career. Establish and maintain good rapport with colleagues and experienced seniors in concern specially. Do not hesitate to ask second opinion or help from them when handling difficult or tricky cases. Right sir. So sir, what is the formula for making ourselves known in the fraternity to improve our visibility? As I have already mentioned, vitre retina practice basically is a referral one. To enhance visibility, developing good relations with peer is an integral part for successful practice. Participating in various academic meetings, CMEs, by presenting paper in conferences or publishing your research work in a relevant journals is definitely helpful. It adds on that this also helps you to keep yourself updated. Alright sir, after all those pearls of wisdom that you shared with us for a flourishing vitro-retinal practice, would you like to deliver any concluding remarks? Last but not the least, we should ascertain ourselves as to whether we are on the right track. Discipline and quality practice can be of immense help. Quality check can be done by many ways. Patient's feedback, maintaining proper protocol and surveillance for your OT and sterilization at multiple levels, at predetermined time intervals and self-evaluation at regular intervals via maintaining logbook and revisiting it and 
by reviewing one's own surgical videos and results. Thank you so much, sir. That was quite an eye-opener for all the novice vitro-retinal surgeons like us out there looking forward to begin their journey. The practicalities and success mantra shared by sir are invaluable. I would say, setting up a vitro-retinal practice is a process that starts from a proper protocol-based training and evolves to build a practice which involves decision-making regarding the place and location of setup, like your own place or a rented place. The type of practice, going solo or be in a group. Equipments, to just have a basic OPD setup or also begin with a surgical setup. Personal management and ultimately patient handling. Also, it is important to take measures to improve your visibility, ensure quality and avoid as well as handle medico-legal issues. It is better to keep expectations in the beginning very realistic, like the waiting period for OPD and OT strength to build up, as it is a gradual process. One should follow the protocols, practice ethically and always maintain the calm. That's all for this episode. I'd like to thank you all for listening to us. Hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Dr. Isha. For more interesting updates and episodes, do subscribe to Snippets on various platforms and stay tuned for future episodes. I once again thank Dr. Pramod Bhinde for his precious time and pearls of wisdom for sharing with us. I would also like to thank my colleagues and dear friend Dr. Janni Srinivasan for her contribution to this episode of Snippets.